Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. What you what you want? What you what you want? I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And this is the weekly podcast that talks about, you know, news that we that interest us. Not you, us. Because mm. we're what's important. Right. Yeah. The world revolves around us. And that's why this whole last couple of days when the news has been about Prince has kind of made me a little upset. Man. Because I'm, like, like, I'm like Trump, you know, we should be talked about all the time, you know? Right. But, right. <laughs> I was at work when I heard that shit. Yeah, yeah. I work with a couple, you know, enough young people to be annoyed. <laughs> right. Yeah, to hate they everything like, they listen to yeah. talk about. They were like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I guess he was big in the 80s. I'm like, big in the 80s? Sit your fucking ass down. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um, we've decided to go a different direction. So uh, you can get your stuff and go now. <laughs> I was going up to my manager and going, can I fire my entire team? <laughs> oh my god yeah i was at work too and uh my brother had texted me that prince had done i was like what so of course instinctively i think like oh it was probably one of those joke things and then of course i go to like the news sites you know not like through facebook but like actual news sites and i'm like on right and i see like you know prince dead at i was like what the fuck and i mentioned it at work and everybody's like what oh my god no way and yeah it kind of was like he kind of got bummed out because, yeah, because he's you know I mean it's fucking print. Yeah, I mean it's it's just one of those things where it's like you know kind of bigger than life. So you just kind of thought they would they're just kind of like you know they'd be there. Like, yeah, he's just there, <laughs> right? You know, it's... Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean so you know of course you know you you know you, you everybody and the radio starts playing all of like classic prints and. 
the internet starts playing some of his newer stuff and things like mm-hmm. that. And, it, you know, it's like, dearly beloved, <laughs> we mm-hmm. got that here today. And it, it was funny, too, because, like, it reminded me of when I went to WonderCon last year and uh, Sam Humphreys uh, came out at uh, this Marvel panel and he was dressed up like Prince from Purple Rain. Like, he just came out and he had the total Prince attitude and just sat in the chair, didn't say anything. And Ed Brood Baker kind of looks at him and then leans into the microphone and goes, Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to talk about this thing called life. <laughs> <laughs> and we were dying because nobody said anything. Like, he came in, he was the last one. He just sat down and, like, everybody just kind of sat there waiting for it. And then finally, Ed Brood Baker was like, All right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Dearly beloved. <laughs> you know, and it was just like, and then you got like Purple Rain and like Raspberry Beret, Little Red Corvette. And so it's just kind of like, Oh man, that kind of that sucks, and so I mean, in some instances, it kind of makes you listen to like you know his stuff again. Well, my daughter asked me too, because uh, my wife and I were sitting there, we we're throwing on some prints, kind of jamming out, and um, my daughter asked for once, asked a poignant <laughs> question, and she goes, um, "Why when some like a famous person dies, like a singer?" everyone just starts listening to their stuff again. And I'm like, well, you get reminded. You won't remember the good times, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you don't know that person. And I'm like, when, when a musical act is so big, right? It, it's almost like, like you do. Like, you don't. Like, let's, let's not get it twisted. Right. No one knew Prince. But I'm just saying, like, it's, it's part of your... It's part of your consciousness, you yeah. Know what I mean? Because and, you grew up with it, and then a lot of yeah, exactly. And it's like with him and the, you know people like David Bowie, Glenn Fry, you know, some of their music, you know, because I always called like the music that we listen to in our life our soundtrack, yeah. You know, and so when you hear certain songs, they usually the songs that have the biggest impact on you are songs that were some that had a seminal point in your life, you know, wh- whatever that may be, you know, like the. When you, you know, got the job you wanted or you married the girl you wanted or, you know, things like that or, you know, just just a lot of things like that. Those have a profound impact. And I think for a lot of people, especially now, I mean, I was talking to Heather about this, that when people like my age or a little bit older and a little bit younger, you know, grew up in the 80s, you know, Prince was always on the radio. And so now the people that do sites and news and stuff like that that was their childhood so that's what you're you know that's what you're hearing right now so then it now it's like everybody harking back to when they were younger so yeah like i wasn't i was born in 84 so i wasn't introduced to print so much later right it was actually funny because it was around um the turn of the century because that fucking gonna party like it's 1999 coming on yeah and i was like who the fuck sings this song I think my mother hit me. <laughs> I <just> rightly should. Because <laughs> she was a teenager in the 80s. Right. You know, for the first half of the 80s. So, um, you know, I got hip on game real quick, you know, picked up some picked up some albums because this was still 1999. Right. And bought some CDs and I was like, oh, this shit, this is the shit right here. And I, I got into it. Oh, yeah. You know, but um, I played some songs for my kid and she didn't, I don't know. Get it. Yeah. yeah, she didn't get it. She's like, like I played um, one of my favorite songs he did was Little Red Corvette. Oh, yeah. And I played that one. And she's like, I don't get it. He's singing about a car. 
or and I forget I'm talking to the generation where everything has to be literally spelled out in fucking neon letters. Yeah. They're not Phonetically. Yeah. You can't spell it correctly because they don't know how to spell. Right. You have to spell it in fucking text text form. But uh yeah, you know, it's we we can go on about this the whole fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for, for it was it was really weird cuz like for me like you know, in what I think a lot of people, especially after he passed, a lot of people didn't realize there were a lot of songs that weren't sung by him, but, you know, were written by him or produced by him, you know. And I remember seeing those articles popping up with, you know, like. He also designed the first Jordan. Yeah. Something like Like, there's so many fucking crazy stories that you're like, is this shit true? <laughs> like, he did a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. And. It's funny, too, because if you ever want to – for those of you that maybe just didn't really get until after, if you've watched a Dave Chappelle episode with uh, talking about Prince, when you, uh, it, that kind of, that's the kind of level that you kind of wonder about some of the stories about Prince, even though Prince has publicly said that the incidents that were told on the Dave Chappelle show were true. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent accurate. Yeah, well, like it, it was. So, yeah, it was but, weird because I've talked to some some older cats. You know, they're, they're like Prince had this mystique. You know, like you almost thought he was fucking magic. Right, right. When he was coming out, you know, and it's it's just it's pretty crazy. <laughs> they don't have acts like that anymore. Oh no, no. I mean, yeah. and now, and that's the thing is, it's like you have people like Prince that are musicians, and regardless of whether you like their music later on or early on, you know, it, it's you can't kind of you can't shortchange his ability to kind of recreate himself but not doing it like the madonna way not being outrageous right to just simply be outrageous and then for those of you that wonder you know more about prince fucking the batman soundtrack right dude yeah. and when he was on stage and he had a he had a costume where he was half the joker and half batman yeah blew my fucking mind <laughs> when i saw that shit uh, yeah, he did that batman soundtrack and you know what i'll agree that soundtrack may not have fit Batman very well sometimes, but the soundtrack was fucking bad. Yeah. Like, it was good. Yeah, exactly. but... I don't know, uh, But he, he definitely will be missed. Um, on, a, on a brighter note, we, this show, us, Adam and I, <laughs> are now officially on Google Play Music. Uh, a while back, uh, Google Play Music was looking to begin a podcast section, which I don't know why it took them this long <laughs> to, to do that. Um, but they've decided, they decided to put it together. And of course they had submissions and some of the ones that were going to be on launch, uh, which at the time was not uh, specified, you know, they had like their Nerdist and, and a bunch of other ones, but they announced that, Hey, if you have a podcast and you want it to be available on launch day, go ahead and submit. Well, we did. Because we've been doing this for over five years now. And, uh, you know, I was like, we're on iTunes. We should be able to get on Google, you know. <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so we were, we were, you know, we were approved to be on there. And then uh, earlier this week, I got the email at, saying that the podcast section has gone up. And here's the link to your uh, to your show. So I went on there. I mean, it's it's pretty bare bones set up. But it's actually kind of cool because it starts – it set, it goes from – That's uh, how everything Google starts though. Yeah. Any, anything Google's ever put out, it starts looking like 
they made it in five minutes. Right. It looks like a GeoCity site, you know? Yeah. And then they just, <laughs> then they build it up. I remember when Gmail first came out. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It looked like shit. <laughs> it looked like Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually seeing if they have a, uh, if they have like an online or a computer fucking, yes. Never mind. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and it plays in um, it plays with the the newest released episode on top, and goes down from there. And I was listening to it on uh, on the PC. The audio sounds pretty good. So yeah, so if you're if you're looking if you are looking to get it from Google Play, go ahead and uh, and go over there. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page and our Google Plus page. I put the link on there as well. But you can be able to find us under the Lazy Geeks Network. So ever expanding we are ever um, like the universe yeah not like in our waistline <laughs> that too well else. yeah which then that does. exercise a little bit but <laughs> don't judge me you know <laughs> just saying uh um i know adam doesn't really use his playstation for all that much but uh for those of you that may have um i don't use my xbox that much. i don't use anything that much <laughs> He's on that fucking computer. That's all I do. Um, PlayStation had a flash sale this weekend. Uh, some really cool stuff was available on there. By the time this podcast airs, um, depending if you get it at like 3 in the morning on Monday, you might still have had a chance to get some stuff. But uh, it ends, I think, 11 a.m. on Monday Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I picked up, I picked up the definitive edition of Sleeping Dogs. Which I always wanted to get, and it was uh, ten bucks, which I thought like, "Fuck, that's pretty sweet." And that's it's the good deal. and it, it is the definitive edition, so it's all the DLC and then all the remastered shit. But the pride and joy that I got six bucks, Max Payne, and it's and it's the PlayStation Two version, not an enhanced one. It's not any of that shit. It's the real deal it even gives you the ps2 prompts like searching your memory card you know <laughs> that kind of thing and you know hit stop hit start to, to uh for this and it even tells you at the beginning um you have to use the panel they go hit the right panel for start and hit the left panel for select <laughs> <laughs> but uh i it, it was that is one of my favorite games on the playstation 2 was Max Payne and the second one? I like the second one too, but oh man, when I when it came up and it's the like the graphic novel kind of storyboard that you get with little comic panels, yeah, and the and the film noir voice of the leading guy, you know, it. I forgot it was Rockstar. Yeah, I completely. Forgot. A lot of people don't know. Yeah, I completely. Like, it's forgot. funny. So yeah, so I picked that up and. Oh, yeah, and then it's like, you know, the quote-unquote three-dimensional figures, which is basically the, the person's face in a square. It's uh, it, it's actually really, really cool. If you haven't picked it up, it, it, is a, it was available on Friday, so I think this was a nice way to kind of bring it out to everybody for making it at 6 bucks. And uh, I think for that, I would have even paid 10 bucks for it. Because for me... Slow down. <laughs> Don't get crazy. Because it was that fun of a game for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a nice little nice little thing I got, too. The only thing, though, and, of course, you know, when you become, how should I say, uh, pampered by the games that we play now, 
it really is jerky. Like I had to stop for a little bit because I started to get a little like, yeah, motion sickness. You know, that frame rate though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, yeah. I haven't. I've been working a lot of overtime. Like I installed the division. Oh yeah. Uh, have yet to start it. <laughs> um, I, I played fifteen minutes of City Skylines. I think I built a road. <laughs> I've just been like, I come home and I'm just too tired. Like, I just want to veg out, like, watch something real quick. I usually come home, watch a baseball game or something, and then I go to sleep. That's I've become that guy. That's the guy, yeah. Boring as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this week was a little was a little busier than normal, but, yeah, it's like, hopefully things are going to calm down a little bit. But, uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's available. And it's funny, too, because... You know, we go through this. We went through this whole thing about backwards compatibility, and that how Xbox is doing all these games backwards compatible. You know, as you can play on the Xbox One, and Sony's like, "Oh no, no, no! It's it's much too hard to to do backwards compatibility." Yet they seem to be kind of dropping some stuff. You know, it's kind of like, really, is it that hard for you guys, or is it just simply you want to make you just want to justify your purchase of Gaikai? So it's it's backwards compatibility isn't difficult. It's it's they want to create a business model where they can make money off of things they've already made money off of. Right. And that's the difficult part is convincing people to buy things like you can throw up a game like uh, San Andreas. Right. And people will cop that like people will drop 15 bucks or something like that to get that because it's it's it was the game when it came out. But now you got to figure out, okay. What about the games that were kind of okay? Are people going to buy them? Well, probably fucking not. Right. You know, so, but then you can't justifiably go, okay, you backwards compatibility is okay for games that weren't that good, but the good games you got to buy again. Then people will fucking hit their, hit the roof. But fuck yeah. you. That's making sense. Well, yeah. Cause like, uh, was it a couple weeks ago? I bought the, they had a rockstar sale on Sony and, um, I bought the three pack, which was, GTA 3, San Andreas, and um, uh, what's that other one? Uh, Vice City. And it was like, oh shit, you know, because I looked at it and I was like, oh, they have GTA 3. Oh, they have San Andreas. I'm definitely getting that. Oh, and Vice City. And then they had the three pack. So yeah, for that instance, it was like, all right, I'll get those. You know, well, but... one game, I one game. That are games that I really wish they would bring back is the original Grand Theft Autos <laughs> with the top down. Those games were fun as shit. I remember I used to play those. I think somebody slid me a copy back in the day, you know. Right. Someone slid me a copy that had uh, the first and second one on there, and um, and it's cool. Every time you start the game, it goes Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a top down. Um, and you same thing. You could steal any car. You know, obviously much more simple. Right. Um, especially in story. You had to go to pay phones, get your <laughs> missions and shit. Dude, I was the only one I knew that played this fucking game. And I played hours upon hours of these fucking games. And then when they made it 3D, I was like, hold up. Right. You know, wait a minute. Then so, then Andreas just flipped the script on that San, shit. San Andreas was insane. But see, yeah. people, a lot of people don't understand San Andreas not only flipped the script for Grand Theft Auto. Just for video games in general. Yeah. Like, it was so immersive and open. Open, yeah. For its time. You were like, what the fuck? Yeah, because if you keep in mind, you keep remembering, even for movies like, even for the games like uh, Max Payne and stuff like that, 
you couldn't go everywhere. Right. You know, you remember you hit that wall and you just kind of run and you're just, you know, kind of going along the, <laughs> the invisible wall that's there, <laughs> you know, but fucking San Andreas. Not, not only that, I mean, the, the acting was, the voice acting was great. The story right. was interesting. It was just I fucking, I think I spent two hours straight one time just riding a BMX bike. <laughs> you know, that's a good game if you're and, doing something that simple. Exactly. And that's the, one of the greatest things about it was the fact that you could do the missions or then just free reign, you know? Uh, um, this week we also had two new trailers drop. Uh, first, finally, the official full Jason Bourne trailer dropped with mm-hmm. Adam's boy there, Matt Damon. My dog. <laughs> fuck yeah. Dude, he fucking yoked out, dude. That's... Hey man, Matt Damon don't fucking play. <laughs> I mean, we saw when he was stranded on Mars, he got a little, a little verklempt. You know, <laughs> right. right back up. But uh, yeah, so that trailer came out. You can, you can, if you haven't seen it, the links in the show notes. Uh, but looks interesting. I mean, it goes like, uh, I think Greece is where they were talking about in some places. Then it ends in like Vegas. Yeah. That that fucking uh, SWAT car that's like plowing through all those cars in that right in the middle of like Las Vegas Boulevard. And you're seeing all these cars flipping over. It's like, oh shit. Um, same, uh, Peter Green, um, Greengrass who directed, uh, Ultimatum and Supremacy. So I kind of feel, and this might be a bold statement, but I kind of feel that Jason, the Jason Bourne movies are like America's James Bond. Yeah. Except it's, in a lot of ways. Our, ex- except it's within the own government, which is kind of where that's right that would go and i have had her isn't that very that. american <laughs> right and i and i've heard that before that that um like the reason why and remember when the first uh born series came out you know it was like the the waning days of the old james bond series before they rebooted it yeah. but a lot of people said that yeah this is kind of the new james bond series like the only way bond is going to survive is if it goes the way of born and uh yeah so I, I I liked it. I, I was kind of curious to see what happened after everything after everything you know came undone. You got fucking my man Tommy Lee Jones in this movie, so yeah, buddy. It's, it's, I I think it's gonna look. It looks cool to me, so I'm looking forward to seeing that one. And then we got a a bigger and longer trailer for Independence Day Resurgence. I want to see that movie. I'm I'm cool on seeing it too it looks like we kind of see who some of these characters are obviously we're following uh will smith's son as one of the pilots um and then liam helmsworth is i guess the boyfriend of the president's daughter who was the you know little girl in the original one yeah and uh yeah it's funny too because it's like 20 years later i'm like oh so this is a very very alternate universe 2016 the one that we expected to get you know, back in the eighties, yeah, you know, nineties. I think it's kind of I, I kind of like movies like that, or just stories like that, where it's like, if this particular event happened here, what would the future look like after that point? And it kind of makes sense to me to think, okay, everyone knows about the aliens from right. the first movie. It's not like it was a secret, right? So they didn't have to keep it under wraps. Fuck it, let's see what we can do with this technology. So it's kind of interesting, yeah, because the humans you see the. The, the human race is a bunch of scavengers. Yeah, the human race is a bunch of scavengers, anyways. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> it fucking 
spacefaring F-16s. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. I know. I, I know. And I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. Look at that. So, it's like, you know you only did that to be cool because you don't need a damn wing when you're on space. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're just trying to look badass. But, uh, you know, and of course we got Jeff Goldblum, which, you know, you got you kind of have to have in Independence Day since he's, he's the one that kind of saved the world at the beginning, you know. As much as people like to say that they liked Will Smith's character, you know, he's the one, really. Well, Will Smith played the, the everyman in that movie. He was the most relatable one. The the fucking the, what's-his-name was more of, like, super fucking nerd. I'm going to pound on this old MacBook and break down an alien civilization. <laughs> you know, not everybody's going to be doing that. Punching an alien in the face... That makes a little bit more sense, right? That's yeah. more of the that's more of America. That's the American uh, way, <laughs> uh, dude. I was watch. I was catching up on um, on Arrow, and uh, one of the characters in the show, Felicity, isn't with the team anymore. So they they had her assistant come in there, and he's like, "Oh my god, you know this is like." And he comes in there, and he realizes in like the the Arrow cave, and he goes, "Holy frack!" And I just started rolling. Mm. And then uh, he goes, and then he's like trying to deal with these, these mechanical bees that, you know, run on the, you know, their radio signal. And he's yeah. like, he goes, wow, they must, they, wow, they've adapted. And he goes, they're kind of like the Borg. Then he looks at the, uh, one of the, he goes, uh, the uh, Borg in a Star Trek episode where, you know, they adapted and they're enemy of the, he goes, I just, uh, he goes, okay, never mind. He goes, I really wish Felicity was here. But, uh, uh, <laughs> then he goes, well, I may be able to, when they, uh, when I send the signal, I may be able to upload a virus into them so it can take down the bees. And then the uh, one of the other guy goes, like an Independence Day. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yes, when Apple saved the universe. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm curious to see how this how this turns out. I it, I, I see it's probably going to be a little more flag waving. You know, like the original one was, which, which is fine. It always works. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're listening in a different country and you might not know what we're talking, if 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 you and if you're an American and you can you can say it's stupid all you want, right? But if you're watching a movie and it just becomes an ultra American kind of scene, like I will not stand down. Fucking bald eagle flies by, right. flag goes. Around. Everyone's like, "Yeah, motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny because like that's that's one of my Fourth of July movies. That and the Patriot. I watched those movies on the Fourth of July, and when you get to that speech, you know, where Bill Pullman's like, "We will not go quietly into the night," you know, and it's just like you kind of like automatically want to put your hand over your heart, you know, like you're standing for the Pledge of Allegiance and shit. I want to? I do. <laughs> right. But it's it's it, it's one of those where you're just kind of like. Uh, there's one scene and, and John pointed it out, you know, when like all the, all the, you know, spoilers, if you haven't seen the first one, uh, first of all, what are you doing? Um, but like all the militaries all, what are you doing? is scattered all over, you know, the world. And then they're like, you know, and I think it was, uh, I think it was in like the Sinai or something like that. You had the Israelis and the, 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 uh, Arab countries all kind of like hodgepodge together. And they're like, you know, it's the Americans. They have a plan. Well, it bloody took them long enough. And you're like, really? We're the only ones that are supposed to come up with the plan? <laughs> like, it's it's one of those of like, yeah, the world waits for to see what we're gonna do, and then they'll they'll follow suit. 
<laughs> but that's really Let us fuck up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we'll figure it out and then we'll tell you guys what to do afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've definitely got to check that movie out when it comes out. All right. I guess on that note, we should get into some headlines. Well, uh, the idea that the Inhumans would be coming to this Marvel Cinematic Universe didn't last long. Uh, it was announced, uh, what, about a year or so ago that the Inhumans would uh, debut on July 12th, 2019. But it appears that that is no longer happening. According to Ben Fritz of the Wall Street Journal, he tweeted on Friday that Disney slash Marvel has updated Inhumans, which has previously set for July 12, 2019, now has no release date. And it is official that uh, that the Inhumans is now no longer on the release schedule. And uh, that also came into uh, concern when Disney announced Indiana Jones 5 would be released a week after the Inhumans was going to be released. Mm. So that kind of uh, made people assume that, well, maybe the Inhumans isn't coming out. And we hadn't really heard anything about that movie, at, even though we're already going into Infinity War 1 and 2, which is you know, leading to the end of Phase 3. So at this particular point, it looks like uh, the Inhumans are going to have to sit and wait a little bit longer. There's also some uh, some confusion as to if the Inhumans will actually come to theaters at all, since they have been a big presence this season in ABC's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., when one of the characters and Inhuman characters are being uh, are being mentioned in the show and appearing on the series. So there has, even though, you know, Marvel says it's all connected or what have you. There is still a line. It's all connected, them. man. <laughs> there is there is a line between the movie universe and the TV universe. So it looks like uh, Inhumans. And, and Kevin Feige, uh, president of Marvel Studios, said that they will go to it eventually. It's just now it's going to be kind of on the back burner. Yeah. I mean... The Inhumans is kind of something that, I mean, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to disrespect any fans of the, of the stories, but it's kind of something that can be put on the back burner, right? And it's not really going to affect much. And honestly, Guardians of the Galaxy could have been that way too. If you if you think if you think before that movie came out, it could have been waited on. It's not something that's so in, into because obviously the Marvel Cinematic Universe is centered around the Avengers. Right. So anything that is a pillar of the Avengers, it kind of can't wait. Like yeah. you have, you have to do it. So, and they probably just have some other things that they wanted to focus on. You know? yeah. I don't really, I don't really question Marvel's cinematic choices anymore. Like, just let them do whatever the fuck they want. They already right. know what's going on. So. I mean, to be honest, I'm still more hyped of a Captain, uh, Captain Marvel movie than I am on the Inhumans. Yeah. I mean, the Inhumans okay. to me is just a more space faring of the X Men. To me i never really got into it yeah um i i i think i first saw them in a video game to be honest and oh, i was yeah. just like yeah you know they're cool i just i i don't know i saw one stupid ass article that said oh the inhumans the 
Marvel's getting rid of the humans. Does that mean the X-Men are coming back to the Marvel Universe? I go, shut the fuck up. Stop trying to fucking incite a riot. I know. <laughs> <Christ's> <laughs> sake. It's like, no, Fox seems to be doing pretty well with the X-Men series, especially after Deadpool. I yeah. really doubt they're going to be sharing anything with Marvel. They're probably going to pull in a few more X-Men for the second Deadpool. I can almost guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Especially. Wow. Almost seems like... Um... He could, studio couldn't afford any more mm-hmm. X-Men. They'll afford it now. Because fucking... Um, I wonder if they're ever going to do a crossover with the main X-Men movies. Probably not. They said that... Early on, people asked about that. And they said that if they do, um, it won't be till later down the line. Even just a cameo. I think that it would be more funny to have a Deadpool cameo in an X-Men movie. <laughs> yeah. Just him, just him, like fucking, you know, just popping out shit of nowhere, quick. like yeah. popping out of nowhere. You know, like you have the main battle going on, and then all of a sudden, like you do this pan of like all the X Men at the end. You have like Deadpool steady right there, and then everybody kind of like, like what? <laughs> and <laughs> then like, like the, that's it, disappears. You know, or they're all talking like real serious about something, and this would never happen, but it'd be funny. They're all talking all serious about something, and Deadpool just walks in, looks directly at the camera, go this part's really important kids or something like that. And then they all look at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, get out of here. <laughs> Stupid stuff like that. Right. Pretty much Deadpool works in any situation. So, or he looks at, uh, he looks at, um, what's his name? McAvoy as professor X and goes, eh, I like Stuart better. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with him. So exactly. <laughs> Uh, I like Mac. I like Mac Boy, but you know, come on, Patrick Stewart. What are we doing here? You know what so I mean? Come with this far, no father. Oh, <laughs> gonna make me tear up. <laughs> All right, so a petition for Blizzard. This is this is kind of an ongoing story. Um, a petition for Blizzard to open World of Warcraft legacy servers have garnered over two hundred thousand signatures. Uh, popular private server uh, Nostalrius. Something like that was sh- was shuttered earlier in April after receiving a cease and desist from Blizzard Entertainment, sparking the petition. So let me give some background on this. Um, a lot of people yearn for the days of World of Warcraft from like 2007, you know, mm-hmm. where before there were expansions and before everything's been changed to be a little bit more friendly to casual players. Um, there was this private server no no stroll yes, which had an old was running an older version of world of warcraft the only problem with that is it's obviously copyright right. um so blizzard was like no and <laughs> shut it down um with the petition at this benchmark uh, mark kern former world of warcraft team lead is working on delivering the petition to blizzard president mike warheim and opposed to twit longer um, I, I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> Kern detailed his plan to write an open letter and create a video address to Morheim, along with a follow-up phone call to, quote, his cell and office, end quote. Uh, more quote. Thank you for supporting this petition and for playing and loving Vanilla and Early WoW so damn much, Kern wrote. You did this. You can make it happen, and I'll be right there alongside you. Oh, no. <laughs> inspirational as fuck. Um... <laughs> So Jesus did, is did, bringing did, a petition in. <laughs> did a bald eagle land on his shoulder and the cape? Like, was he adorned in a in a United States flag? Right. <laughs> um, this, is, this is kind of interesting. I don't think Blizzard wants to do it. 
because then they have to split the team and have people support the old one and then support. I mean, no one wants to go backwards, right? Um, just because of nostalgia, you know what I mean? But um, I also I remember hearing a long time ago because this comes up every once in a while. People go, "Oh, I want vanilla servers or whatever," right? Um, and I remember Morheim saying something along the lines of, "They don't have a copy of that version of WoW anymore," which. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if I buy that. Yeah, you know, I mean, why would you just delete <laughs> delete a version? It doesn't make much sense. But um, we'll see what happens. I highly doubt, highly doubt that Blizzard is going to come out with a vanilla server. I don't care. It, it, some people think, oh, there's a petition with a lot of signatures, so it has to happen. No, that's how the go- the government works. And even right. then, they just have to read it. What cracks <laughs> What cracks me up is that whole the whole government. You know that dot gov or everybody does a petition in the government it's like we want Zach. we're gonna do a we're gonna do a, a petition against Zack snyder off the justice league movies yeah and it's like really you think they're gonna like what the fuck power do you think these petitions have well, there's, there's a rule where i think it's like if a petition gets one hundred and fifty thousand signatures or more they have to address it and this was happened and this is i'm talking about the government um this this happened when they built the death star Remember oh, that? Right, yeah. And, and they did a really cool... Uh... Obama's office had to address it. So they did a little joke with it, because obviously we're not building a fucking Death Star. little tongue-in-cheek, but it was it was actually one of those where you're like, wow. You know, like, yeah. whoever wrote it knew, like, what the Death Star was. He was a Star Wars fan. You right. knew what was going on. So that was... um, But that's also Star Wars. I think. Right. It's, that's like... The new Star Wars movie was coming out, and the world just stood still. <laughs> or America stood still, at least. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't think it's going to happen. I mean, there's no benefit for, out of, to, for Blizzard on this. There's zero benefit. Yeah. Because they won't... The thing is, is that the only people who want a vanilla server are hardcore WoW players who are probably still playing now anyway. Right. So, what? They just retain a handful? A handful of people, right. really. Which, in comparison to the the amount of people that play WoW, which is still an insurmountable amount of people, so yeah, when it drops from twelve million to ten million, oh my god, WoW's dropping. No. <laughs> it's like the I'm gonna, I'm actually, I'm gonna start playing pretty soon too because I have the uh, the new expansion. Somebody got it for me for my birthday, so when it comes out, I'm gonna hop back on. But I can almost guarantee I'll hop on for like a month or two and then not play it anymore. Yeah, I just get bored. Like it just, it's. It was fun when I was younger, and now it's just too time-consuming, and I don't care. <laughs> Still a great game. You right. know, there's a few things I don't like about it now, but it's it's a good game. But, you know. Well, keeping on that government tip. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, for months, the FBI pressured Apple to break the security measures on an iPhone used in the San Bernardino attacks, only to call off the case at the last minute when it was presented with a third-party method for breaking into the iPhone. Well, after they... Uh, this company, who they paid like over a million dollars to get them to break the iPhone yeah. uh, for the San Bernardino attacker Syed Farouk, it is being reported by CNN that the phone didn't contain any previously unknown contacts or message data citing anonymous law enforcement officials. Investigators were particularly curious about the period after the shooting since metadata from a third-party app re- um, might reveal a previously unknown accomplice, but according to CNN sources, there was simply nothing to find. That confirms a previous CBS news report that no- nothing of significance had been found on the phone. The police chief of San Bernardino had also speculated that no valuable 
evidence was likely to be found on the phone prior to the new method being used. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Did we really think the iPhone hack was going to just break the fucking case? Yeah, like suddenly it's like... Did anyone think that? Yeah, I mean, it's like suddenly it's like, oh my god, we've got a list of all these all these suspects. They all have they all have pictures of them with Bob. You know, it's just like one of those things like you expected it to be like, you know, the, the MacGuffin. You know, it's just like it was going to like... Uh, it was going to be that file in fucking Batman versus Superman where it had, you know, the artwork of all the different people in there and then videos yeah. and all of that shit. And the Flash was going to come back and say Lois Lane is the key to everything. You know, that whole thing, <laughs> you know, and and the link of all of them would have been they all had their mother's name were Martha. You know, it was just that kind of thing. That's so funny, dude. It's I mean, I don't know. The, the worst I thought. Or not the worst, but the best I thought they were going to get out of it is maybe like a name or something. You or, know? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you guys remember, I did a uh, um, systems update regarding this whole thing. And, and I commented saying that if we heard anything, if one, if we heard if they fa had something of use from that, they would definitely parade it because it'd be a victory for them. And it would be like, oh, yes, look, we had this and this is why we need to have access to this, blah, 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 blah. But if we didn't find anything, we probably wouldn't hear about it, or we did, it wouldn't be from them. <laughs> and right. which, again, is because you know, I, I I see how these people work, and you oh you know, like they say, you know, victory has a dozen fathers, and failure has an or is an orphan, you know. So that was profound. I know, got myself a little aroused by that, but oh, six o'clock to midnight. <laughs> immediately <laughs> um speaking of arousal i know right <laughs> uh so there's an update to the story so i'm gonna read the story because it's short and then i'll read the update okay. so if i read the update first it's gonna be fucking confusing and it's like breaking the fourth wall almost let's let's be in the story and then go hey guess what though so Boom. if i if i broke the fourth wall a fourth time is it like I broke the sixteenth wall? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man, a popular Marvel superhero. If you didn't know, <laughs> right? Will be making an appearance in Spider-Man: Homecoming, as actor Robert Downey Jr. has reportedly sealed a deal to star in Sony's first entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I find it, just breaking the story real quick, I find it very interesting that that's the first Marvel character to go to the Sony flick. Yeah. Like that's, the, that's that big time. Like, I was like, shit. Marvel's <laughs> really throwing Sony a fucking bone. I know. Um, quote, sources say the size of the role is unknown at this time doesn't matter either. <laughs> According to Variety, the new web slinger played by Tom Holland uh, makes his debut opposite Downey's Tony Stark in Captain America Civil War. The rap reports it's unclear whether Downey Jr.'s deal includes sequel options, though he is expected to appear on screen in the Iron Man suit, according to insiders. Variety adds that. Um, oh, no, this is the part that they took out, so I'll skip that. Um, so Spider-Man Homecoming aims to begin filming this summer under the direction of Cop Cars' John Wyatt. Or, I'm sorry, Watts. Uh, the cast will also include Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, <laughs> the sexiest <laughs> Aunt May. I know, right? Um, 
I Zenda, Zendaya. I don't know what that is, or who that is. Uh, Tony <laughs> Tony Revolori and uh, Laura Harrier. Thank you, Laura, for having a name I can remember. <laughs> um, the update. So there was talks that um, Michael Keaton was being tapped to play a uh, right. villain, um, but that's been that's been kind of squashed off. So it says it looks like Michael Keaton will not be facing a wall crawler after all. Hollywood reporters uh, Boris Kitt has confirmed that Keaton is not doing Spider-Man. Talks never got past the offer stage. Um, I do not want to see Batman fight Spider-Man <laughs> at all. You know, so um, for that, for, in that, for that respect, I don't want to see Birdman fight fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> um, this is interesting, though. I knew that we all knew that we would see a Marvel character. But I didn't expect it to be fucking Iron Man. Downey Jr. That's ki- that's kind of that's big right there. Like that, that's a big deal. That is because when you think about it, you're thinking like, oh, a Marvel character on there. You kind of thought maybe it'll be, you know, I don't know, Scarlet Witch or like, you know, uh, even Paul Rudd. You know, just somebody maybe not. Which still would have been great. Which like, would have been, not, not yeah. undermining those characters, but. But this when, is the same character that started the Marvel universe, right? Cinematically, yeah. It, you know, if so. you could have gotten somewhere to where it's like, you know, Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr., Captain America or Iron Man, that's huge. I, I actually, I actually was, I was putting my money on Captain America. I kind of was too, you know. But obviously, we don't know how Civil War is going to end if it ends close yeah, to the comic just... or whatnot. But to see that Robert Downey Jr. will be coming over, that's like stamp of approval right that's stamp marvel it's also kind of poetically symbolic too because they're starting a new thing over there at sony right. and they're tying it in with marvel i, I kind of like the symbolism even if it wasn't intentional but i'm sure someone from sony or marvel knows what i'm talking about yeah yeah because he's uh, the one that started the marvel universe yeah. really, and then you bring him over to kind of like I christen thee part of the Marvel universe. I christen thee. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we see him coming in with like some kind of like Queen Scepter and shit. Like you know, <laughs> christen Spider Man. I just think it's cool because I'm I was getting sick of always having to tell myself that Spider Man's in his own universe, even yeah. though he's in New York like everybody else. I was just getting tired of it. Yeah, you know, I can do that with the X Men. But I don't want to do it with Spider-Man. Because with the X-Men, you, because with the X-Men, with the exception of Wolverine, there's no other real character that comes over to the other universe, to the other. Heroes. Not all the time. Like they, yeah. they're kind of their own thing. Yeah, and uh, it is cool to see this happen and have Spider-Man part of the of the universe. Now all they need to do is bring the Fantastic Four into this, and then, you know, it's like, oh shit, we have it. <laughs> well, who who owns? Is it Sony or Fox? Fox, that owns... Fox owns the Fantastic Four. I don't think Fox is pending any fucking deals. I don't know. They're the only they... ones that are kind of doing okay. Yeah, with the X Men, the but the Fantastic Four one bombed bad last time. But that so... Deadpool one. Yeah, well, Dead Deadman's part of the X Men. Deadpool's part of the X Men universe anyway. But right. if we get the Fantastic Four off of them back to Marvel, we might actually be able to do something. Even if they don't do, I think what would actually be really cool. If they did, if they got the Fantastic Four back, because they've already scrapped plans of making obviously the sequel or what have you, it would actually be really cool if they went back to the Marvel Universe and just introduced Reed Richards. Yeah. You know, you have like Tony's running, you know, you have Tony, and now that they have Doctor Strange on there, you have Stephen Strange and him 
trying to figure out something and they're like well we do know a guy and then bring Reed Richards into it here's a reason I think it won't happen if you're Marvel and you sit down at the table with Fox and you were like look we want to get um Running the Fantastic Four over, and, and Fox is okay. They're receptive to talking about it. If you're Marvel, are you not going to go, but what about those X-Men, though, and try to tie it in? No. I think Marvel knows at this particular point, especially with the success of the last two X-Men movies and Deadpool, it's kind of off the table. Even, um, even if you try to do a joint one, I think they probably knew it would be a non-starter, but they would go for the secure one, which would be Fantastic Four. And I think that would be cool because of the fact that if you get Fantastic Four back, you also get their enemies back. Then you yeah. could get their enemies into other characters. Like, you know, we could actually see a really good Victor Von Doom or, you know, Silver Surfer or, you know, something like that. We could actually get a really good, you know, really good move off of that. And then, I mean think about it dude you get you get the actual marvel illuminati around there you know with all the characters that are supposed to be there that would be pretty fucking badass but the phantom zone all types of <laughs> shit. yeah uh wait am i even saying that right the what do they call that what do they call their um do they call it that or am i confusing it with the other uh, thing there is the phantom planet like they have a Phantom Eye, which was the basis of their of their movie, which I got it, but it was just kind of like, nah. There's I a... got it. <laughs> it. It was like I got it, but it was just like I'm not really sure what you guys are going for here. But I got it, but I wasn't looking for it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> I got it, but it's like how you get herpes, you know, where you like. I still haven't seen. I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Have... I have no desire to see it. You have not missed much. But the thing is, though, is that for you, I think in many instances, for people, for you, like you don't know a whole lot about the Fantastic Four universe, it would still probably irritate you. <laughs> that's how that's how I see it. That's them. bad. Yeah. Because you know, if you go if you go in and you don't know anything and you're still like, Ugh, that's not <laughs> right. That ain't good. <laughs> that ain't cool. <laughs> All right. So I think that brings us to the end of the headlines. So this week, we had an announcement that we all kind of knew was coming. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. So I'm going to read this article from Polygon, and then Adam and I will go and talk about this real quick. Uh, Microsoft has stopped manufacturing new Xbox 360 consoles, the company said this week. Quote, Xbox 360 means a lot to everyone in Microsoft, said Phil Spencer, head of Xbox. And while we had an amazing run, the realities of manufacturing a product over a decade old are starting to creep up on us. Spencer added that Microsoft, quote, will continue to sell existing inventory of Xbox 360 consoles and the with ability varying by country, availability varying by country. The Xbox 360's current retail price is $199.99 in a bundle with the 500 gigabyte system and a copy of Forza Horizon 2. Microsoft launched the Xbox 360 on November 22, 2005 in North America. The console turned 10 years old last November. That same month, Microsoft added Xbox 360 backwards compatibility to the Xbox One, a feature the company had announced at E3 2015. Spencer noted that Microsoft will continue to support the 360 for the foreseeable future with full Xbox Live services for apps and online gaming, free game with gold titles, 
deals with Xbox Live Gold subscribers and hardware support. However, Xbox third-party partners have begun to retire Xbox 360 services such as ESPN, which shut down its app on the console last month. Quote, the Xbox 360 helped redefine an entire generation of gaming at Microsoft and Spen uh, said Spencer, I am incredibly proud of all the work and dedication that went into development of the Xbox 360 hardware services and game portfolio over the last decade. And I'm grateful to the fans for their continued passion and support. 10 years. Yeah. I mean, we all knew there's really no point for the 360 anymore. No, no, not at all. And you got backwards compatibility. The, the Xbox one is cheap enough now. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's whatever. Right. And the, the, the thing is, is that nowadays, given the option of a 360 versus, uh, Xbox one, you're going to go with the Xbox one. I'm yeah. Just hands down. Unless you're like, well, I just want it for a couple little things. So I'll get a, you know, a 360 or I just want a 360 because I have a bunch of 360 games that I still want to play. But, you know, let's keep in mind, though, that compared to the launch of the 360 versus the Xbox One, worlds apart different. Yeah. Because I still remember like when they were when they were trying to launch where Microsoft was just pushing to get it out there before P Sony launched the PlayStation 3. And I, it was shit. Complete and utter shit. Sony kept pu pushing the release date back because they kept overheating. And uh, they were going to like the Tokyo, the Tokyo show and a lot of other uh, foreign shows. And they had to take it off because it was overheating. So they didn't release it. So Microsoft, in their grand wisdom, was trying to catch up with them because w the Wii was out there with no competition. And that I yeah. think – and that's what I think – The Wii was loving that. Oh, yeah. Nintendo <laughs> was like, thank you, bitches. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was part of the reason why the Wii was so successful. Yeah. <clears throat> was the fact that it had no one to compete with. Because once the 360 and the PS – three came out and established themselves the wii was kind of irrelevant at that point exactly yeah and, unless you wanted motion controls but you know how some people are like fuck you the 360 was the shit it wasn't when it first came out nope <laughs> because i still remember when you had to buy the wireless adapter if you wanted to play those remember hd dvds yeah. you, you had to buy the drive separately uh, i mean the 360 ended up being the better of the two in my opinion but in the beginning it was shit it, it, it was they were breaking all the fucking time they were making just bad decisions and shit and i was just like whatever and but, here's, here's the thing though like you said you know that the 360 was better of the two meaning better than the playstation 3 i in my opinion you know. it, i've gone through two xbox 360s and I've only I still have my original PS4. I mean, oh, that's three, very true. You know, and and, and two is light because I went to like <laughs> five. Right. You know, um, it just it's, it was shit at the beginning, you know, and I, I I say it was better because I think one of the most important things for a game console is the control. And that 360 controller was sexy as fuck. Well, you have also hands like a gorilla. Exactly. Like and I can't. <laughs> The PS4 controller, I think, is is amazing. But the PS3 controller, is two things wrong. That one was too fucking small for me. And then two, the joysticks were too loose. 
it just felt sloppy that that is one thing that i even to this day you know with the yeah. ps4 and the xbox one that is something that i know is if i get first person shooters i'm getting them for the xbox yeah not the playstation 4 you fucking you you breathe on the ps3 or ps4 joystick and that that fucking shit might shoot you to the next level <laughs> <laughs> but you know and and then of course the amazingly what is it? Eggshell color that they had with the green light on there. It was just like it's beautiful. <laughs> I prefer the black, the silver. I remember when that it. first Elite came out. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Let me get that Elite." It just looked cool. Like the the PS4, the PS3 always looked cooler. Right. The first one was a little weird. The PS1. No, the first PS3. Oh, the first fatties. generation. The yeah, the one you have. Yeah. It kind of looks like an audio fucking thing. <laughs> like it's so big. I had the uh, the slim. I thought that was the coolest looking one because it was like a matte black. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The newest one is whack. I have one of those now. It's in the kids' room. It has that sliding tray at the top. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I have too many consoles in my house. No. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it was one of those where it was like, it's an end of an era. You know, yeah. it, it's ten years is what, three years longer than most people expected out of those consoles? Usually the lifespan was about seven. But I know that when they made this one, they, they everybody kept kind of using the whole decade, you know, yeah. mark for that. And, you know, at this particular point, the 360 is kind of irrelevant. I mean, Xbox has, has finally... Now, let's keep in mind that the Xbox One didn't start off all that smooth, you know. The mandatory connect and the mandatory always on kind of shit. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, it's a you, you know you're it's going to be the whole entertainment center of the home, really. But does it play games though? <laughs> it's kind of like it's. But what about those games, though? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> because in the end, when you think about that whole that whole E3 kind of presentation, it was kind of like the iPhone. The iPhone can do all of this cool stuff. It can you know manually land a drone. You know it can launch a thousand missiles. Yeah, but can it make calls though? <laughs> Right. You know, and it's... I think is funny though is that Xbox was panned obviously by me in- included for the things they were doing, but then now you you see people kind of do the shit that they were going to force people to do anyway. It was like um, digital gaming when they oh. first said, "Oh, it, you know, you can't, you're not going to be able to do use games." Everyone was fucking pay- or trade in your games. Everyone was pissed, but now people buy mostly digital games. It's just because you told them they could. Well, also it was, and I think a lot of it had to do with that snide remark that the that the former head of Xbox did. Remember? You oh, can just well, get a 360. Exactly. Well, if you want to yeah. use games, you can just get a 360. It's like, bitch, fuck. Everybody you. had that. Everybody had that look. That uh, that meme with Kevin with Kevin uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Where he's got his head t- tilted up and the mouth of like, really, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And but the 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 thing is is and now they have backwards compatibility. But keep in mind that Xbox only turned around. It only be, became also in my opinion better of the two consoles after the after the regime change. Yeah. Once they realized that you know what we need to start looking at the gamers' experience and actually trying to think outside of the box that you guys have always thought of maybe we should design a product that customers will enjoy right exactly so let's make the connect optional let's not make them have have always on oh and let's take everything outside of the paywall 
you know, where you had to have Xbox Live in order to run fucking Netflix and shit like that. Yeah. Um, let's take that outside the paywall. Oh, yeah. And let's try backwards compatibility. I They might like that. And in my I opinion... The best, the best thing they did was take everything but gaming out of Xbox Live. Yeah. Because that always pissed me off. Like, I would go, I would be like, okay, um, I'm going to go watch a movie. And then I couldn't because I forgot to pay my Xbox Live or something on the 360. Right. I'm like, why is that even relevant to each other? <laughs> I know, I remember uh, where we used to work. Where we used to work, I'd have some people like, "Oh, you got the fucking PlayStation, dude? I got the Xbox, really?" Well, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, when I want to run Netflix, it only costs me seven ninety nine. What does it cost you? Seven ninety nine plus Xbox Live. Yeah, <laughs> and then it made like, no sense. It was like. So I got to buy Xbox Live just to access the internet right. the device? Like, exactly. that's bullshit. Just to watch free YouTube videos, I got to buy Xbox yeah. Live? Like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, hey, real quick, Microsoft, what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> what the fuck? And to be honest, like, you know, with a lot of the stuff that I use is for streaming now, Xbox has a better – has um, has just a better presentation for all of that. Yeah. Um, I've been playing around with the Sony stuff and, you know, Sony's cool. I like a lot of, don't get me wrong. I like Sony games and stuff like that, but I really use the Xbox kind of as the entertainment center outside of the games, but I probably use the entertainment just a little bit more simply because I've kind of fallen behind on my gaming a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it's nice to have those and yeah, I do have Xbox live, but it's nice to know that if I let it falter, I can still watch all the other shit that I watch anyways. I have Xbox Live for free games, though. I fucking <laughs> love that they started doing that. Yeah. Like, and I don't expect, I love people fucking, they complain, oh, this month is not even that good at games. You know what, dude? If there's only two months a year where it's a good game, I don't care. It's yeah. fucking free. Like, I don't expect you to give me fucking AAA titles every month. It'd be it's nice. But... It'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, if you want. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Yo, 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 if you want to throw me that division, though, that'll be... <laughs> you know? I'm, so, I'm so disappointed in myself <laughs> for installing the division and not playing it. Yeah, I have to say, I've like... I've just been busy. That's not even an excuse anymore. I'm too busy. <laughs> too busy. And then I got, um, I'm actually, I just, we started talking about it, and I was like, I forget. Because the month's almost over, so I might as well tell you guys, you know, since we're sitting here and I'm looking at it. I went to see what was free on Xbox Live Games with Gold right now until the 30th. It's like The Wolf Among Us. Right. Which I don't – that one has been for since April 1st. I think I downloaded that one. And then the Sunset Overdrive, which is supposed to be a dope game. Um, and then Dead Space, which is no longer available. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Saints Row 4, which I don't like, but I know a lot of people do. Oh, yeah. I got to download that one. I, I don't like that it. one. Stupid. I'll download it still. I get every free game. I'll be like, oh, I gotta get that game. And I was like, oh, you like that game? I go, no, I hate it. <laughs> and she's like, then why? I was like, I add every one of them to my account. God damn it. Because <laughs> there's gonna be one day where I'm like, fuck, I'm bored. I broke. I don't have any games. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played this one yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. And I got that Lords of the Fallen. It's supposed to be an action RPG. I downloaded that. That's no longer available, too. But, uh... Fuck. I don't have the PlayStation 1 anymore. Oh, yeah. Their games, um, have, their games have been a little weird lately. Well, they have a lot of indie titles, which is fine, I guess. Yeah. But I don't... The but PlayStation I've... 4 just... 
sets. All my no, it doesn't sit. It's just all all my consoles. I have so many rooms with so many different people in them. So mm. all the consoles kept getting shifted around to what room they were in. Mm. And the Xbox used to be in the living room. There is no game console in the living room anymore because my wife just got fucking tired of it. She wanted one place where no one would play video games. It's like, okay. And we have a computer down there now too. So the Xbox One and I split. I used to have um, girls and boys in the same room. Because mm-hmm. they liked it that way, but now they're old enough where they don't like right. it. So I split them. And um, so the boys, I put the Xbox One in their room. Of course, people go in there and play it with them. And then there's a PS3 in the girls' room because my girls are like, you know, they like to show up. They're reading books and shit. They're not, they're not always playing video games. The boys want to play video games all the time. Right. Um, and the PS4 ended up in um, my oldest daughter's room because I wasn't playing it at all. And she liked Grand Theft Auto, and she's old enough to play Grand Theft Auto in my eyes, anyway. Um, so I just put it in her room. I mean, she's eight, but she knows how to. She knows how the I mean, street struggles. Like, she, <laughs> she's struggle. She's seven and a half. Right. You know, no, she's sixteen, <laughs> but she knows um, the struggle. So. She knows that struggle. I mean, she she's out here. You know, she's doing it big. Um, <laughs> so you know, she plays Grand Theft. It's funny though, because she's a, she's you know a teenage girl. So she gets on Grand Theft Auto online and well, when she was playing and she doesn't even play like she just kind of wanders around and talks to her friends on the headset. That's all she wants to do. She just wants to talk to Hates people to each their own lame. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm usually and oh, and another reason why there's no game console on the living room TV, because that's waiting for me to put a Nintendo console there. Mm. I told I told my wife I said I don't know if I'm waiting till the NX or if I'm getting a Wii U, but there will be a Nintendo console here and it'll be my console. <laughs> that's the only games I have time to play anymore. <laughs> it's like a Mario game. It's like when Adam and I last weekend when he was down here playing. Uh... We played for like 20 minutes. It just got frustrated because <laughs> we were playing Mario for the Wii. But the thing was is that you know two players you play at the same time. Nope. So we're always getting in each other's way. Adam's always fucking my life up in that game. And I wasn't trying to. <laughs> Sad part is he was. <laughs> no, I really wasn't. It was pissing me off so much because so not only are you playing at the same time, but you your characters can hit each other. You get in the way. It's not like we're just invisible. And, you if, know? and if we if we weren't from the generation that played this shit by themselves on the levels by themselves. We, we could probably have, dig it. Could have probably had teamwork and figured out how to do that because you could use each other. Yeah. Like, but when I'm playing a Mario game, it's a very selfish act. It's just me on the screen. <laughs> so, like, we were getting in each other's way. I think we there was a couple times where we jump, and then I'd, I'd accidentally jump on your head, and it would oh, push yeah. you down right. <laughs> and shoot me up. And, like, and you'd be like, motherfucker! <laughs> it was so fun. And then we turned it off and watched Beverly Hills Cop. So, you know. <laughs> now, one thing one thing I do, I was playing, um, I don't know why, but I wanted to play uh, Madden. I have, like, Madden 2015 because I have the um, the EA. <laughs> I have Madden 2005. <laughs> I was playing Madden for my Sega Genesis. And uh, <laughs> I have the EA Pass. So I have, I have like, that EA Pass is actually kind of dope. Really? You only pay five bucks and you, you have access to all the, all of last year's sports games. But then you also it was just a bunch of other fucking EA titles. I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, the uh, 
I now that I'm back on Windows 10, I was playing Madden, but I was playing it on my computer. So I just had the Xbox on while the kids were asleep in their room. <laughs> and I was in my in my room fucking playing shit. You know, right. we do it big out here. Yeah. So. yeah. Just keep it real. That's what you do. Right. <laughs> my wife is so mad. She's because like, our Internet sucks because the wires are damaged in the office. And they oh, don't right. Care. Um, she's like, why is this so fast? But our internet's horrible. I'm like, because it's not going, it's on the local shit. And I have like a $300 router. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's like, it is what it is. Now that's the struggle. <laughs> that's the that struggle, bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I go crazy. All right. So we have a special, a special story to add to close out the show tonight. <laughs> a special story. Yeah. On this week on a special Lazy Geeks podcast. Um, so I'm just going to read this. Uh, and this article comes from the Salt Lake Tribune. If you haven't already, if you haven't already read this story, wait, uh, don't, don't spoil it for everyone else. Uh, what happens when you mix alcohol with movies and an R-rated, R rating for nudity or sexual content? Well, in Utah, you get fined and your license can be suspended. Recently, Bruvies, a the theater in Salt Lake City where moviegoers can sip the beverage of their choice found out again that Deadpool rated R combined with Moose Droll 4.1% by weight equals a sparkling, a spanking from the Attorney General's office and the Department of Alcoholic Beverages, Beverage Control, DABC. This isn't the first time Brewies has been punished by the DABC. Previously, after a screening of The Hangover Part 2, the theater was slapped with a fine of $1,627. For the Deadpool violation, Bruvies faces up to $25,000 and a 10-day suspension for its liquor license. A hearing is scheduled later this month before the DABC commission. Bruvies apparently has had enough of the issue and, ultim uh, and ultimatum, or issued an ultimatum on Monday to the Attorney General. It seeks... The repayment of the fine for the Hangover Part Two, a notice, uh, a notice of action for Deadpool be rescinded, and a promise for no such enforcement action to take place in the future. The DABC may not be agreeable. In July 1st, 2015, letter to Bruvies, Sheila Page, the assistant attorney general representing DABC, stated that Bruvies must adhere to Utah law that disallows movies that are rated R for sex or nudity where alcohol is served. Quote. The statutory pro pro um, prohibitions found in the entire Conduct and Entertainment Act governed conduct of DABC licensees and specifically addresses the showings of films, still pictures, electronic reproductions, or other visual repro reproductions depicting sex acts, simulated sex acts, genitals, etc., she stated. On February 26, three undercover agents... From the Utah Bureau of Investigation went to Bruvies, they ordered a beer and entered the theater, according to their, to their report. The results of the investigation by Officer Bradley Buck states, quote, The male and female characters are shown having sex while nude, even though there is no full nudity shown in that scene. Uh, in another instance, according to the report, there was a brief scene of male full frontal nudity. Let's keep in mind that that was a fight scene and you really didn't see anything. Uh, the investigation narrative... Uh, also includes that the final credits where, quote, a drawing of the main character, male, is shown as he rides the back of a unicorn. He rubs its horns briefly until the horn shoots out rainbows. 
simulating orgasm, end quote. It's a beautiful scene. It is a great scene. Uh, nonetheless, the contact is protected by the First Amendment, according to the Salt Lake City attorney, Rocky Anderson, the mu- municipality's former mayor, who represents Bruvies, in a letter Monday to the attorney general and the DABC, Anderson states that uh, said that the state is apparently operating on, quote, the misperception and erroneous legal advice that the DABC can constitutionally restrict the showing of the film protected by the United States Constitution and the Utah Constitution. Uh, Anderson pointed to the 1996 case of 44 Liquor Mart, Inc., versus Rhode Island, which the United States Supreme Court held that the 21st Amendment, which repealed prohibition, cannot decrease in any manner First Amendment protections whether or not alcohol is involved. The Utah agencies may be confused, Anderson said, by the 1972 ruling in California versus LaRue that that case involved establishments where topless and bottomless dancers, nude entertainers, and films displaying sex acts are shown. Hey, now. Obviously, the offending conduct under consideration in LaRue was universes apart uh, from the showing of the film Deadpool. Anderson says Deadpool is still being shown throughout the state of Utah and is receiving extremely positive reviews. (laughs) Guy's Guy's a fucking movie critic now. <laughs> Further, Anderson said, Bruvies wants the Hangover 2 find return with interest and an apology for threats made to theater owners on behalf of the DABC. Not least, Anderson said, his client is ready to take legal action if the Attorney General does not respond on Monday. If we do not hear from you, we will have no choice but to file a lawsuit for declaratory and injunctive relief, damages, attorney fees, and cost. A spokesman for the Attorney General said his office has received the letter, and it's up to the DABC to determine what actions should be taken. A spokeswoman for the DABC said that the agency would have no comment before the matter comes before the commission. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> what the hell, dude? <laughs> Deadpool of all, of all movies. Come on. I mean, I I just was like, uh, (laughs) nice picture added there, dude. Yeah. So real quick on a side note, I found this photograph um, (laughs) of the original um, Mikey, Michelangelo from the original Turtles movie, the live action one. And it's it's horrifying. (laughs) It really is like a zoom in of his face. And I, I have this thing now where. I fucking send this picture randomly to people. <laughs> and my, my friend, um, Adam, his name's also Adam, he, he started calling it getting Mikey'd. <laughs> I don't, it's so stupid. But um, I think I'm going to take it one step further and I'm going to mail, I'm going to mail this picture to fucking Adam. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to open it and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh,. Sorry, um, but yeah, I, let's let's all keep in mind here that um, Utah tends to be very mm-hmm. uptight uh, when it comes to things like alcohol and sex. <laughs> you know, the things that life are all about. Right. Um, but I don't know. I when, as soon as I saw it was from Salt Lake City, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> like if they would have said like New York or L.A., I would have been like, "What the fuck?" But um, you know. <laughs> on, a, on, a, on an update to this story, uh, it came out later today, Sunday, that uh, Ryan Reynolds is donating $5,000 to the legal <laughs> fund for this group of uh, funny Deadpool. Um, 
I mean, okay, you know, simulating sex acts, it's like, okay, so why is this movie being, you know, targeted when there's a lot of movies that I'm sure they showed that had also, I mean, if you go by sex act, you know, them in bed together, making out, kissing, whatever, because here you don't see anything. It's not like they show anything. So, I mean, and it's even because it's probably because it's, it's Deadpool. fucking, it's Deadpool. It, it's not in an artsy way or in a realistic way. It's funny, right. you know, and it kind of make light makes light of it. And you do see something. There's a, there's a few parts in it where that chick is, uh, you're seeing some, some frontal. I remember that <laughs> distinctly. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's because it's Deadpool. It's it's two reasons. One, because it's not done in a realistic way. It's done in an over-the-top way. And two, because the movie's so popular. Yeah. That's really the only two fucking reasons. If that was like a whatever indie flick that no one cared about, they probably wouldn't even mention it. Yeah. We wouldn't even be hearing about it. Well, there's, you know, and Adam brought up a point earlier. He's like, well, I don't know of any movie theaters around here that sells alcohol. Well, you know, when you live out in the boondocks, you probably don't. You First know. of all, I live in the fifth largest fucking and, city area uh, in yeah, america fifth fifth right where the diamondbacks Suck are uh, <laughs> no um diamondbacks are not <laughs> uh, but uh you know like out here in la there there's um a lot of the newer theaters that are trying to get you know the older crowd into their theaters they're serving dinner they're serving alcohol you know like you know you can see those movies but the only stipulation that we have in California is you can't serve alcohol if it's full nudity strip strip club, which makes no sense to me. Because it actually like, makes a lot of sense to me. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, you can do it in topless, but you can't have. There are certain dudes that go a little wild when they see that kitty cat dude. Yeah, but it's like really the little string shorts that she's wearing to just cover the bottom is really yeah, that's gonna, true. is really going to stop anything. It's, it's almost like it's like it's a vagina now a full moon and men are werewolves. <laughs> I know it's like it's like oh I don't see it so I'm okay. Oh wait you do you know it's like what the <laughs> I must attack everyone. <laughs> Suddenly they're like fucking uh, they're fucking Galactus or whatever you know. It's well, like... I, we were actually talking because Arizona has a similar rule. And we, we were actually talking about that a while back. And they were like, yeah, well, and they made the same point I tried to make as a joke, but <laughs> they're, <being more laughs> serious. they're like, well, I mean, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing full nudity that some, a lot of dudes are going to get a little more hyped up. And I go, um, women can do more to entice you with their eyes they can, than they can do with their fucking vagina. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're talking to. Truth be told, as much as I am a personal fan of vagina. <laughs> it's not the most attractive looking thing on the planet. Right. You know, so I don't understand. It's like, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, chick's legs spread open one sip of that whiskey. I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I know. It's like, oh, I have that all. Now I got to do all. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're super strong. You're throwing <laughs> bouncers. You know, it just gets crazy. <laughs> I know. Suddenly, you're destroying cities. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right i guess on that note <laughs> we want to uh thank you guys for checking out this week's show you can subscribe and get this show every monday direct download it directly to your listening device of choice you can catch us on itunes stitcher lipson tune in and now google play music uh and if you're old school you can go directly to the website thelazygeeks.com <laughs> 
also stay tuned for our upcoming brand new vagina appreciation podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we refrain from having alcohol, so we're able to do this without right. losing, completely losing. So we're able to be mature <laughs> and, you know, evolved men. <laughs> um, <laughs> so stupid. Uh, you can also catch us on that social media. Um, Facebook.com slash the lazy. This I'm reading your shit, and I, I am. I'll read both of them now because I fucked up. <laughs> Facebook.com slash the lazy geeks, Google Plus, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. All under the same name, the lazy geeks. One word, of course. And let me read mine. You know what? I'll just read the whole fucking thing. Also, um, <laughs> comment, you know, drop comments on any of the social media that I mentioned, that Steve mentioned, and the stuff that I mentioned that he was supposed to mention. Um, <laughs> comments are also great. Just, you know, say fucking, hey, what's up? Stop talking about vagina. Like, whatever you want to say. Um, and also, if you don't like social media, Send us a fucking email then at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. Steve, why don't you take that last one? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. You guys can find me on the internet. <laughs> Since this one is personally for you, I don't want to read it. <laughs> you can find this asshole on the internet. <laughs> you can find me on the internet on Twitter at a middle-aged geek. Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek. Or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And you can find me in these motherfucking streets. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for a bus or something. You know? right. just, yeah, I'm just sitting away for the bus. Maybe I'm not doing anything. I'm trolling somewhere. Who knows? You know. <laughs> also, I want to say that the highlight of my trip, because last, last weekend I was in L.A. Uh, hanging out with Steve. And we recorded that podcast there. Um, my, <laughs> I think it was like the first thing I said. So we're going to Wiener Stitzels, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just missed. We have this thing where when I when I lived there, I'd always go to his house and we would walk. It was like a five minute walk up to Wiener Stitzels and just buy. I'd buy the Polish sandwich. Even when I had money, I'd buy the poorest <laughs> thing on the menu. And then um, way too many fries and a giant Mountain Dew. Get sick a little bit. Let's right. be real. This is, I think it's the fries that get your stomach feeling a little some kind of way, too. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Whatever. I'm losing my mind at the end of the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. And this this uh, Thursday, you'll catch part two of the Away Team podcast, Times Arrow Part 2, where Adam and I conclude the viewer's choice for the away team show we've also decided on next month's cheap seats episode we will be talking about that 80s classic beverly hills cop starring eddie murphy which we actually <laughs> saw when adam was here and i was like we were both cracking up on the movie and they were like you know what that's kind of a good movie to do we so. saw it randomly too i was just i was flipping through the channels and i was like oh beverly hills cop and i just stopped we watched the whole fucking thing yeah he's uh, in the beginning he's like i don't remember being like this serious like in the beginning <laughs> i only remember the second half of it yeah it was weird but uh what's cool about it was what was great about it too was the fact that it was on ifc so they cut nothing out like all the oh yeah all, yeah, yeah all the foul language the uh the titty well, that's shots. One those, that's one of those movies too, where the foul, the, the foul language, the the swearing and shit, isn't. It's not over the top. It's just part of how that character speaks, right? And so it's, if you take it out, it makes it sound stupid. But the thing is, is only in certain parts, like when he's, you know, like 
being another character or whatever, you know, it's like, you changed, Phil. <laughs> you <know>? changed, <laughs> Phil. Well, but, like there was there's one part, a perfect example of 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 how cursing makes sense for for the realism of it is when that um when that other cop was getting kind of squirrely with him and he he was like get your fucking hands off me oh yeah like he's a detroit beat cop he's not gonna go excuse me sir right can you please not you know i i i have the big thing about all oh, the there shouldn't be any cursing in movies like get the fuck out of here there's cursing in real life there should the be guy threw me through a fucking window you know <laughs> <laughs> what do you get if i can throw it in a car jaywalking <laughs> Uh, so that's gonna be a fun one to talk about, you know. It's like <laughs> you gotta say, you gotta say like we say, you know. I would have a fall for the fucking banana in my tailpipe. I've been hanging out with this guy too long. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah. So look for that next month uh, when we go discuss uh, Beverly Hills Cop. So that is it for us this week, and I guess that rounds out April. So when we return next week, we will be starting May. Fuck, dude. I know this year is flying. I know it's just like fuck. The older I get, the faster things go, and I it scares me. <laughs> I just wish my workday traveled as fast as you know my workday does. I'm so fucking busy that and it, but it's a bad thing because I'll be like I'll have this mountain of work to do that day, and then I'm working, and then oh. I'll look down at the clock and go oh, I'm leaving in an hour, and I have four hours worth of work to do. <laughs> well, that's what happens. That's that's what happens when you play Steam at work. Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> no, I was I was fucking up on um, was it Friday, was it Thursday or Friday? Whenever the last Diamondbacks and Giants game was, and it was, <laughs> it was an usually if you're on the East Coast, you might not be used to this, but on the West Coast, most games are played late. Yeah. Um. Well, occasionally there'll be a game that's played early, and this one was early, and it was the last in the series, and uh, the T-backs swept the Giants. So I was like, I got to fucking I got to watch this game. So I obviously couldn't watch the game, but I had the fucking it was like 1956 at my desk. I had the fucking FM radio on <laughs> and then I had the Yahoo. Um, Yahoo has like a one thing Yahoo does right. They have like oh, a play by play thing. And I'm, I'm watching that. And my fucking boss came up to my desk and I'm just sitting staring at the play by play and listening to the radio. And then they get a hit. And I'm like, yeah. And my boss goes, Mr. Riley, I damn near jumped out my skin. <laughs> I was like, shit. But they were, you know, they thought it was funny because, like I said, my whole team is women. So they just think it's cute. Oh, there's the guy with four. Hold on while I handle this boss real quick. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> it's like, uh, like, can you um not listen to the game and get back to work? I'm sorry, did I ask you to come fucking over here? <laughs> I know. Back to your fucking desk and get something done. It bothers me that you're listening to the game. We'll get, walk away from here, then it won't bother you no more. <laughs> you know, if I want to be really offensive, she can come over and go, it bothers me that you're listening to the game. I go, it bothers me that you haven't made me a sandwich yet. <laughs> now that would be offensive. <laughs> also, I would get fired and slapped. <laughs> But would it be worth it? It might be. It might be just for the reaction. On some days, <laughs> reaction on the face. That's funny. <laughs> uh, all right, that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out.
This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.